one. We are hanging out on 94.0 FM and we are back for another show. And today we have a special guest. He goes by the name of Iqbal. He's swagged out right now, as you can see. Many of you can't see him because you're listening to this on, on radio. But for those who are tuned in on our YouTube channel, you can see that, um, that Mashallah Iqbal is uh, looking looking um, looking sharp today. How you doing, man? Yeah, good, Shaz. How you doing? Yeah, good, good. So uh, Iqbal and me are, uh, you know, we go, we go back. We go back... Um, like a very long time now, probably what fifteen years, maybe yes. maybe longer. Yeah, yeah, longer. Been, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. We've been friends for a long time. Uh, we wanted to bring Iqbal onto the show today because we're going to try and spend more time speaking to friends, speaking to family about their stories. You know, about their inspirational stories, about where they come from. And, you know, where they are today. And Iqbal is someone, I think, who can really give us a lot of inspiration. We can learn a lot from him, uh, not just as a friend, but also as an entrepreneur. So, Iqbal, for those of you, most of the audience won't know who you are. Just a quick introduction, man. Tell us about what you're doing right now. And uh, a little bit about Dandy Island because that's what I wanted to talk to you about today. Right. Well, well, as you know, I'm Iqbal, and I'm currently um, part of a business, which um, family-run business, which we started six years ago, and it's e-commerce. We do um, we do online collectibles. We do mostly movie memorabilia and action figures and you know a lot of collectibles which um is a sort of like a niche market it's more for the sort of like geek audience if you like um so so the geek audience as in the as in people that are kind of into the uh those specific franchises that you mentioned but one thing i would say about those niche audiences that's pretty much everyone nowadays isn't it i mean how many people are out there watching you know the Avengers franchise or, you know, the DC yeah, comic or even, franchise. Yeah, or even Disney, if you like, Star Wars. Well, we're all under one umbrella now. But yeah, Disney, Star Wars, Marvel. And then, you know, you've got those. Um, we wanted to not just capture an audience of, you know, like you said, what's popular at the moment with the your Avengers and your superhero movies and your Disney cartoons, which are sort of like timeless. Um, we wanted to sort of like engage with, just people who just have a general interest in cinema and stuff. So we try and cater for all those needs because you'll be quite surprised once you get into this sort of business. Um, there are a lot of people who watch movies, like, for example, they'll call up and ask for, like, replica Rambo knives or replica alien heads. Or So yeah. these aren't necessarily the, um, necessarily the trends at the moment or things that people yeah. are following, but just because it's not the the um, ongoing thing at the moment or the current thing. It doesn't mean that there isn't a market for people because people are always looking for stuff that you can no longer get, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. so that's so, where the collectibles, the, the collectible side of what you're talking about exactly, is, exactly. is, is important. But yeah, do you uh, feel, do, do you feel like obviously we'll go maybe take a uh, step back first and then we'll go more into the, to what you're doing now, but you weren't obviously doing this, 
from from when you you know no. finished your education. You you, no. you started in uh, I was transport. Like, that's right? what yeah, I was doing IT management in in the transport industry for London Transport, and um, I always had a, a keen interest in in video, in movies, if you like, in cinema. I always had an interest, like you know, music. Cinema was particularly something I was fond of growing up because uh, my uncle was the first person in Mauritius to open a video shop. So really, yeah. So from a young age, as in VCRs, um, yeah, like rental, like you know, like a blockbuster, obviously on a smaller scale. But he was the first person in Mauritius to introduce that. Now that would have probably been in the seventies, late seventies, and I grew up in the early eighties. And um, I remember growing up, he used to come to England and he used to just be buying all these films to take back to Mauritius. And it would be, it introduced me to films that probably kids my age wouldn't be watching, like old black and white movies and, you know, horror movies from the 70s or early 80s, like, you know, your Friday the 13th and those sort of things. So it sort of like gave me, I, I sort of like gained an interest in cinema from there. And it was always played a part if you like so it's always been of interest i mean like yourself me and you we used to go to the cinema all the time so it's you know cinema is something sort of like um it appeals to everybody doesn't it all ages all races and um different you know different kinds of walks of life exactly so um so how dandy island the funny story about dandy island is um how it actually came about it wasn't going to be anything to do with superheroes or movie memorabilia or anything like that it was actually going to be um women's accessories and stuff now the reason why we were going to go into that is because obviously as a business venture you want to go with the ongoing trends and obviously women's accessories you know like the sort of stuff you'll get from river island you know like your high street which appeals to a a wider audience yeah yeah um, yeah. as opposed to like high-end fashion if you like um, so we were going to do like women's scarves, hats, sunglasses, bangles, those sort of things. And then at the last minute, we'd already started to invest in stock for this business. And we've actually got, um, I've actually got samples, which I'll share with you one day of, um, you know, our, um, our sample website and how it was going to look that, you know, we had a lot of um, stuff already set up and ready to go. Um, and the reason why we stopped at the last minute is, I think one of the most important things is if you want to start a business is I think, well, this is my personal experience and opinion is you need to start a business, not because you want to make money. Obviously that's the main reason why people start a business to, to make money. But then, you know, the mistake that we would have made is starting a line of women's accessories or women's clothing. We have no knowledge in that. You know, I don't wear women's clothes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't really buy women's clothes. So why am I trying to sell something which I don't really have a passion for? Yeah, or, and uh, exactly, a passion and knowledge for. So at the last minute, we, we sort of like made a U-turn and then we thought, you know what, let's do something that we're knowledgeable about. You know, because if you do, I believe if you do something which you have no knowledge, um, you don't have any knowledge for, um, it may be successful, but then when it runs out, when that time has gone, and you've run out of ideas, what do you, What are you going to bring to the table? Because you have no knowledge in that. You don't have no experience in that product. Whereas with cinema, I think I've got quite um, a, a vast knowledge in movies and just like in general, because I don't follow 
a particular type of movie uh, or yeah. a particular genre or you know i generally like cinema so i think we can now cater for all kinds of people so we have a wider audience so that's why i think you know it's very important you know some people are into food like you guys with your with halal hangouts you know you've got good knowledge and you know experience and you've got um you've got a taste for it you know it's something you enjoy uh, and, yeah, and, and what so what made you well take that step then because that's a it's a big step well, to then go from earning a good amount of money a decent salary a good living to then say right i'm going to just uh risk it all and go, go out on dandy island well i think because well i think obviously with everything is a you know you're taking a risk you know there's elements of risk in everything that you do you know whether it's starting a new job or starting a business because we'd already started down the island like you said it was still very small and um we were just testing the waters but i thought you know what you're either going because i've spoken to a few people along the way who were also in the mind of carrying on with their job which is like a safety net and then try something which they're passionate about but then you're not going to be able to give both the care and attention that they require or they deserve so i just thought you know what so we've tested the waters there is some scope there you know there is some you know we had um we had seen that there was some potential in it if you like so i thought you know what let's just go with it let's just sort of like take a chance leave let's leave work and let's see what happens you know worst case scenario you can always go back you can always go back to work you know even if you don't that's go true back. so what has been the how was the kind of trajectory of Dandy Island? Like, what were the early days like? And um, and when did you realise, actually, this is, you know, this is a serious, this, this can be a serious business. This can be something that I can build into, a, like, a full-time venture and live, and live off of it. Well, just in the beginning, it was just, you know, testing the waters, literally, starting with very small items, um which were related to what we wanted to go into. So we'd get like key rings or at the time um, it was like Funko pop vinyl figures. They were really huge at the time, you know, six, yeah, yeah. six years ago, they were huge. So we started off with that, not knowing that obviously these were going to be huge. So we just bought a little bit of various items. Like it was baseball caps, but it was all like superhero or movie related, um, you know, baseball caps, key rings, the, the pop vinyls I mentioned, um, um, some statues as well, but on a smaller scale. And then we found that there was a demand for it. There was a market for it. And then we thought, you know what, let's see how we get on. Done all right with it. And then we thought, you know what, let's move a step up and try and do a little bit, try and sort of like dip into the high-end market. Obviously, it's always a risk, you know, whether it's high-end clothes, high-end, you know, whatever items you're going to sell when it's high end, you know, I mean, I don't think it's always a risk to sell it, but getting the, capturing the right audience, because obviously you've got to build a rapport with your, with your audience, with your um, customers. Um, so they have to start to trust you and know that, you know, there's like with clothing or uh, watches or a lot of other things, there's a lot of imitations or fakes and stuff like that. So obviously um, people who collect action figures are as passionate as, making sure they get the genuine product as somebody who would be going to buy a watch or, you know, clothes or handbags, you know, yeah. you know, 
they want to make sure that they're getting it from a trustworthy source. So, um, and what we also found was there was probably only a handful of competitors. And um, at the time, there was another co company who we looked at as our main rivals. And they actually went bust about a year, about 14, 15 months um, after we started. Um, I don't know the ins and outs. Um, they were a company based in north, um, north of England. And um, obviously, I'm not going to mention any names or anything like that. But um, so obviously, like I said, because we looked at them as our main competitors, um, when they went down, it really sort of like, there was sort of like a gap in the market because these guys were around before us and they'd already established a market. And obviously there were two things there. There was one, one of our main competitors had gone down. Now that's not necessarily a good thing because if one of your main competitors or rivals or however you want to put it are going down, so that you've got questions to ask like, are we in the right market? Because these guys are selling exactly what we're selling or similar to what we're selling and they've, they've been unsuccessful. And you're so, thinking to yourself, is this, you yeah. know, it, it probably pushes you on the back foot. On that note, that's the end of segment one of Hanging Out on 94.0 FM. Guys, we will be back talking to Iqbal more about Dandy Island.